0: Degrees on but then it snowed today explain this
1: it's 20 it feels like 28 what are you talking about stop crying
0: Okay, but sir, there's a reason why they call the place you live the great white north <laughs> Yeah, because because, because it's
1: everywhere. great and white this, and it's north this, and it's fucking can,
0: cold There
2: can be yeah, a lot of that's where
1: that. the well, that's where the snow is in Nunavut Not and it's the majority of people live within a 100 kilometers of the U.S. border missy
0: What? Did you just call me Missy?
3: Yes, he he did.
0: Did you just call me Missy?
3: Yeah, you're getting snippy.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You can't take my Great White North fights.
0: Wow.
4: Bringing it south now. Yeah.
0: Oh, bless your heart.
4: Oh,
2: <laughs> oh, oh! She's 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 really brought itself now. That's you've not been, even you've been, where you live. That is the official curse that you've been thrown. I don't know I what curse she just threw at you. Good enough. That's a, no, no. That's where Michael lives. I don't. I don't know what? what curse she just threw at you. But bless your heart, means that for at least five years. I know a curse what
0: it means. <laughs> Does Me Michael live up. in North Carolina? Exactly. C. Hold on a second. Very nice. The Carolinas are where
3: Bless
1: Your Heart originates. Yeah,
0: but okay. Look at the the map of the United States. Like, North Carolina is not that much Souther than Kansas is.
1: (laughs) Souther.
2: Nintendo Sega Genesis. When I was there, broke man, I couldn't picture this. Welcome, everybody, to the Screen Looker Podcast Show. I am your host, Martin Ben, and with me today, I have the great Rebecca Valentine. How are you, ma'am?
0: I'm hooked on Great British Baking Show, and I'm happy because I'm watching it.
2: And also
1: with us today, we have Daniel George. I am hooked on Phonics, and I think we're going to have a fantastic episode. (laughs)
2: <laughs> and also with us the return of mr Rudkowski. how are you doing man
4: i'm doing good and the only hooked joke i have is that my fiance recently played a fishing video game on playstation or xbox was it is
3: final it fantasy 15
4: i missed everything everyone just said <laughs>
0: <laughs> was I... it harvest moon
4: it was not. It was R- R- Rapella's fishing something. There was fish in it. That's all I really know. Rapella? Could be that.
1: No, it's I'm Cabella.
4: R- Rapala's Pro Fishing.
1: Oh, okay. From that, Activision. Like caught Rapella, I was like, "Oh, that's concerning."
4: <laughs> no, that. That's it. Oh, okay.
0: Why? Yeah. Okay, so I mean, I'll bite. Why?
4: <laughs> well, we went to a used video game store, and that game was cheap for some reason, and so we
0: got for it. some reason. We don't know.
4: One day I'll figure <laughs> it
2: out. Um, well, you know, I, I thought you were going to say Final Fantasy Fifteen was the fishing game she played, because that's what it is best at, according to some people. Um, <laughs> anyway... Uh, let's talk about what we've been playing. So, Rebecca, um, outside of watching British people bake things, what have you been playing these days?
0: I <laughs> played a wonderful little game called Minute. M-I-N-I-T. Um, it's a little indie game where it's top-down top uh, 2D adventure game. It's really short, uh, but the premise is at the very beginning of the game, you pick up this sword off the beach, and the sword curses you so that every 60 seconds you basically die and you respawn back in your house. And so in any... it's not, it's not quite a roguelike. Well, it's not really a roguelike. Um, but you have 60 seconds in any given run to do anything that you need to do before you die. And you, you sort of reset, but you don't quite. So any, any items that you've gotten um, persist. So at the very beginning, there's a little quest you do where you have to kill five crabs. You kill them and you get a, an item that lets you move boxes, and then after that you can just move boxes forever. So you never have to go kill the crabs again, you just now, now can proceed to areas that were previously blocked off by boxes. Um, and there's, it, it's a significant it's little puzzle game. I like it because it's very sparse. There is, visually there's not a lot going on, but that is to the game's benefit, because when you only have 60 seconds, you don't have time to sit there and figure out, like, okay, what is all this? Is any of it important? And there is something important to do on every single screen of the game. And often those things are, like, secrets or things that you can't unlock until you get certain items. And so it's it's very much about, you know, very quickly observing and kind of making plans on what you'll do on it, each 60-second run. Um, it's only about... I, some people were telling me they beat it in an hour and a half, and I, maybe I'm just bad at the game. It took me three hours, um, <laughs> and there were there were like two two areas that I hadn't visited yet, and so I actually went back and revisited those areas, and that was really fun. But it's it's cute. The music is great. Um, it's it's very inter- energetic and, and fitting. Like it it keeps you. It's good about keeping you on your toes and like energized with the pace of the game. But I never felt like oh my god, I'm rushed. Because you know, if you like screw something up, then you can die instantly. There's a button to do that, and mm-hmm. you just try again. And you have every anything you want to do, you do in 60 seconds. So it's very fast. You never feel like you're wasting time. It was great. I, if you're looking for something just kind of short and fun and quirky to play, I minutes mean, really good. It's not. It's challenging without being too terribly hard. And yeah, it's really good game.
2: Sounds good. So is it like a platformer or like what, no? It's uh, a
0: top-down of... top uh, 2D adventure. It's like. Like, talk down Legend of Zelda. All
2: right. Okay.
0: In, in structure, not in...
3: <laughs> not in gameplay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean,
0: there's, like, like you have a sword and you hit things with it, but... Like, a lot of people... I was really wary about comparing it to Legend of Zelda because I, I try not to make, like, comparisons like that generally when I'm talking about games. Um, but if you're just, like, trying to get, like, a visual idea without looking at a screenshot of what the gameplay might look like, I mean, that's about it, yeah. It's like gotcha. one bit black and white, though.
2: One bit black and
0: white. <laughs> yeah, but again, that's like that's like a good thing. You you don't want a million things to look at.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly. I I think I think you know streaming streamlining things is always good.
0: For uh, for this game, it works. This is actually I played Celeste earlier this year, and I I haven't been interested. There's been a lot of like you know decent AAA games that have come out so far this year. Um, none of them have quite been my cup of tea. But this and Celeste my two favorite games I've played so far this year.
2: Ah, yes. Celeste.
0: I, yeah. Yeah, the <laughs> game that you're... Yeah. We'll Currently to you.
2: going to finish this month.
0: <laughs> I still... I was thinking about it. I don't have anything to do tonight. I have, like... I'm not reviewing anything. I, I don't have any, like, desperate projects in need of doing. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm going to, like, finish playing some of the extra levels in Celeste tonight. I'm kind of excited.
2: Yeah, I... I, I... You know, the funny part is, is as I play through it, like everything that it's about just kind of gets me all at once. Like there's one point in the game where it's like, you know, is it really that you're just trying to achieve like whatever you set your mind to or are you just stubborn? Like at which what, what is it like?
0: <laughs> what is it? Oh, it's like, so good. It's so good.
2: It's like, are you driven by good things or bad things? What's really happening here? Uh, <laughs> Yeah.
1: Um, Daniel, what have you been playing? I have been playing a bit... Let me bring up the Steam thing. It's probably on Steam. I've been playing a bit of uh, Yakuza 6, just trying to get some fun little stories prepared for when people can finally play it a month or a- after I did. Which is <laughs> super weird. Yeah,
0: that was really weird.
1: Um, On Thursday... Matt was gone, so um, we couldn't get our weekly Divinity Original Sin 2 stream, which is just accept that as constant. So I decided to take it upon myself to play a bit of the Darkest Dungeon. I haven't played Darkest Dungeon since it added a bunch of DLC, including the Crimson Court, Shield Breaker, a bunch of other stuff. And... um so I decided to just go in blind, not knowing what the curios did or how it affected gameplay, and think, oh, you know, I played the game, I beaten it, it should be simple. I remember, you know, you you put a um a torch, you know, you, you break open um the glass with a key, uh, shovel is bad. You put a key in a chest, you get more and um loot. All that stuff is fun, mm-hmm. but. Then there's suddenly a quest to do in the courtyard. I'm like, oh, the courtyard of your derelict manor. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that'll be simple. Let me just load up a bunch of stuff. You know, you have to make your provisions. Get your bandages, your holy water, all that stuff. Get a bunch of torches. Not only is your derelict manor filled with blood, but people make you give you the crimson curse and turn you cursed Mm -hmm. and then suddenly your stress starts backing up and then suddenly you're facing a boss that not only is in the back row but is submerges itself in water to heal your party is flailing your characters start dying everyone starts getting a heart attack and then your party wipes, and then you play Slade the Spire because you're so mad and you don't want to be mad <laughs> online. I was not mad. prepared for how much difficult how much more difficult the Crimson Court would be. Mm-hmm. And as we all should learn when playing Darkest Dungeon, overconfidence is a <laughs> slow insidious killer. <laughs> Whoa. If
0: if you weren't going to say that at some point during your discussion of Darkest Dungeon, I was going to say it for you. So I'm so or, happy you did. is
1: it merely a trick of the
0: light? Oh, <laughs> did boy. you see the, uh, did you see Steam Hams? No, you sent me Steve Hams Darkest Dungeon. That was you.
1: Yeah, yeah, I did send the Darkest Dungeon uh, Steam Hands where Principal Skinner is replaced with Wayne June the narrator saying lines from Darkest Dungeon.
0: <laughs> so good. It's <laughs>
1: Every, as with every Steen hands, it's excellent, never gets old, and you should appreciate it. Except for the one that gets taken
2: down because it's copyright infringement. <laughs> Which one was that?
0: We oh, talked yeah, about yeah, this yeah. Right, okay. with
1: Goldblum, Yeah, yeah. With reading it. Uh, I don't think it was taken down for that reason. They just did it out of courtesy because you he said, "Hey, don't be a dick."
0: <laughs> right. It was really funny. It
2: um, was really funny though, because you could see like, first of all, he's really good because he somehow played it off that he did like he didn't know what was coming next, but he still enjoyed it, and then he like still pulled it off even though he's reading it in real time for the first time. Yeah, and he did. And Jeff Goldblum is such an amazing person because I don't know what that dude is interested in, but he's interested in everything, just everything. <laughs> and You're just like, oh, that's the Simpsons. Oh yeah, those guys are, they're they're great over there. It's like. I imagine that Jeff Goldblum probably has watched that show, but he's lived, like,
1: five lives since then. (laughs) Well, he's been in the show. Yeah, I remember. remember. I'm not sure which character, but,
0: uh... I mean, at this point, if you're famous, have you probably just made a cameo on The Simpsons?
1: Even if you're famous for a hot minute. Yeah. I mean, Joe Millionaire's been on.
0: Like, everybody's done (laughs) this.
1: Well, Joe Millionaire was on, like, four or five years after the whole... Fake millionaire reality show back in two thousand four.
2: Has what? Drake been on The Simpsons? He's
3: a had one. a
1: song on The
2: Simpsons, but Ninja got Drake before The Simpsons did. Interesting.
1: Wait,
4: kidding. what? <laughs> Ninja? The
2: the the Twitch personality.
1: He's Ninja. been on the Simpsons. I don't know who that is.
0: You haven't been on the internet recently, clearly.
1: <laughs> What's
3: the internet?
0: Internet.
1: Oh. Has
2: he? Has Ninja been on The Simpsons? No, I was saying Drake <laughs> was on the
1: Ninjas. Episode oh, before the Simpsons. the Simpsons got Drake. But that doesn't matter because who just... watches The Simpsons in the year of our Lord 2018? I thought you did. No. Oh. <laughs> Don't you
0: like The Simpsons?
1: Yeah, I re- like The Simpsons. It's a shame it got it got canceled in 2000. That's no, I that, that's terrible. It oh. has not been bad for 18 years. It. Uh, compared to the first ten seasons, absolutely. It, but you absolutely. We're gonna let this go. We could, we could do this
2: for so long. Um... Uh, when, when <laughs>
1: does it? When does the cutoff happen for you? It's
4: not really a cutoff. It gets bad and it got good again. Just a different type of good.
2: Yeah, like it's a different. Like they just don't do the same thing anymore. Well, like a Stockholm good or. <laughs> You see,
4: it's is there any other kind
2: <laughs> no <laughs> once a tv show reaches a 10th season and you're still watching it it's stockholm syndrome no matter what way it goes that's how i feel about it like like people who ask for the office to still be around like it should have no kept going. one does like, that people do they're like we want the office back and it's like no we don't it was bad at pick-
1: the end are you picking from groups of scarecrows
2: I am just throwing the whatever straw man out there that asks for it anytime they see a person from the office. I okay, have... I
0: hate to lengthen this discussion, but, like, did any of you guys actually watch the whole Family Guy thing that was supposed to have World of Warcraft in it? Because I did not watch that. Speaking oh. of, you know, shows that are not good.
2: No. <laughs> I, yeah. I haven't watched Family Guy since I left college, and realistically... It was just background noise in a lot of times in college. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so I did not I did not watch this, but I they made a big deal out of it, like it was going to be like a whole episode about like World of Warcraft and like all the wow fan sites were reporting on it and stuff. And then it turned out to be like a two second joke about Leroy Jenkins and that was it. Shock. Like like the, the most minimal effort World of Warcraft joke that you could possibly make.
3: Sounds oh, that's the family course. guy.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, I mean I'm not I'm not in any way surprised. I'm a surprised they work. didn't
1: just linger on Leroy Jenkins yelling Leroy Jenkins for two straight minutes because they didn't want to <laughs> animate a full episode.
0: What, like the chicken fights?
1: Or when the, Peter drops a frog that's been in a box? Oh or yeah,
0: yeah,
1: Anything that says we have to hit 22 minutes of runtime, but we don't want to pay for
4: animation.
0: <laughs> you know what? fair? Oh boy. Okay, I'm sorry for bringing up that show.
4: <laughs> that I should show, but barely.
2: Oh, man. Uh, so Rikowski, American Dad is the real good show. I, okay. Uh, <laughs> Rakowski, what have you been playing?
4: Um, So I've been thrown off with the Thought of Family Guy, and it's kind of hard to focus now.
0: <laughs> I'm sorry.
4: It's okay. It's not entirely your fault. Uh, I've been playing a lot of World of Warcraft because it's happened. You told me it would happen. I said it wouldn't happen, and then it happened. <laughs> um... Besides that, I've also been trying to collect a bunch of sound fonts from video games to put into a program, and now I can make songs with KK Slider singing, so that's pretty cool.
0: Yes! Who is oh, KK yes. Slider? Oh my god, you're the coolest person I know!
4: So, uh, thank you! You're also very cool!
0: Ah, that's so awesome!
2: So, are we going to explain to Martin, who has no idea, because he's not the <laughs> coolest person? You ever? don't
0: know about the coolest cat who's actually a dog around, KK Slider?
2: I it's am from Animal Crossing. Ah. I, wait, it's a what cat you... that's a dog? What's no,
0: I, I was just using the phrase cool cat, but he's actually, he's a dog oh, he's not
2: a cat oh, I was so confused, I was like you this definitely looks like with a dog has Literally four ears and everything
0: <laughs> <laughs> I apologize for that
2: <laughs> Well yeah, K.K. Slatter, no idea um, but Animal Crossing, yeah I have, I have no idea what that is uh, what's going on in, 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 in the good lands of World of Warcraft for you, Rutkowski?
4: Um, I recently hit um, level eight something or whatever. Level eight? <laughs> <laughs> no, my item level is now like 800 something, which I think is good. I don't that know. That
3: is pretty
4: good. Um, oh, so I've you're, you're max level, level now. Like, I am, yes. I'm uh, now level 110, and Ooh. I'm on a place where I can't fly, and it's extremely irritating.
0: Oh, you're on Argus! Yeah, I don't like Argus.
1: Or I wait, remember, no. Remember when mounts were rare and you had to walk uphill <laughs> both ways? Oh my year?
0: god. No, you're not on Argus. You probably just haven't unlocked flying yet, is that right?
4: I haven't unlocked flying on Broken Isles yet.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, probably it's not really.
4: Thinking,
0: it's okay, you'll get it. And you'll get a really cool mount for it, too. Really? How cool? Uh, What, what class are you playing?
4: I am a beastmaster hunter person.
0: Oh I have no idea. And I don't know, a, a sorry, I don't know what the hunters are doing.
4: Okay. Well, I get you... to
0: fly around on a flaming elemental.
4: That's cool I guess. Is The elements will destroy you
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
4: And now I'm intimidated.
2: You should be. Um, does the Beastmaster look like the movie The Beastmaster where the I'm, I'm gonna put this image in the chat so you all can see what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> give me one second. Uh it was a nineteen eighties movie, uh called The Beastmaster. Um <laughs> uh, that's the image of it. I don't uh, know anything about World of Warcraft, so I don't know how this looks. It's so,
4: fairly similar. One second, I can get a picture of my character. Just give me one moment.
2: Yeah, so anytime I hear Beastmaster, I'm always like, uh, the 1980s
3: movie?
2: Um, (laughs) That's the only Beastmaster I ever think of. Um, There's also a Canadian, American, and Australian TV series from 1999 to 2002 based on the movie. (laughs) That definitely does not look like the same thing.
0: (laughs) Oh, okay, so you're a Beastmaster Hunter, so you get this thing called a wolf hawk. It's a wolf and a hawk at the same time.
4: Yeah. Oh.
0: That's what you get. Well done. Because, I mean, when you're a hunter, everything you get is animals. Like, you don't get dragons, you don't get, like, elementals, you don't get to ride on carpets or clouds, you ride on animals all the time, every day.
4: Hmm. Probably too late to go back now,
0: huh? <laughs> yeah, It might take you a few
3: hours to get back up.
2: I was about to say, like this. This whole thing started. Uh, when did we first talk about this, Matt? When we told you the addiction would set in? A uh, couple months ago. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it'd be a little yeah. bit, a little bit of time. You were
0: warned.
4: I was warned. Given- I didn't listen. Uh, I believed yeah. in my own, uh, you know, my own will, yeah. my, own, my own strength, and yeah. uh, I know never to do that again. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. that was it, a it, terrible it, choice. It,
2: it breaks you down slowly. You know, every time someone says they're getting back in, I, I just worry for the future. Um, it's kind of like when you're the friend who told that friend like, "Hey, like, I don't know if you guys are good for each other." And then like the next week, you're like, "Are you kidding me? Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, Do no, what I'm makes just, you
4: happy. Not unfair. Not unfair. <laughs> um,
0: follow your star.
2: Yeah. So uh, as mentioned earlier, I've been playing Celeste, but I also mostly just follow game news now because I can't actually play games anymore. I did buy Okami, I haven't played Okami. Um. <laughs> uh, but keeping up with stuff is still exciting because even though I never play games, the prospect of having a game that I want to play is still the way to live. Um, so, <laughs> speaking of that, the Spyro Reignited Trilogy was announced after many leaks throughout the week. They finally announced it as coming out in September.
0: That was really funny. Like The whole thing basically leaked before... <laughs>
2: Well, well, it's one of those, it's probably the thing that happens all the time now where a leak happens, and more leaks start coming out, so then they're like, "Yeah, it exists." And <laughs> we were working on this trailer, but it's not fully really done, but here it goes. It's everything. Uh, so, yeah, uh, the Spyro the Reignited Trilogy as they're calling it, uh will have the first 3 games and it completely remade all of the assets of it essentially, like the side-by-side images don't really look anything like each other. Uh, at least to me. You all can tell me if I'm wrong. But essentially, like anything that didn't have detail before now has detail. The grass is obviously like grass that moves. Um, and there's just a lot going on. They even updated what Spyro looks like. Um, so he looks more like the um, Skylander's character as opposed to like the old classic Spyro, which... Depends on your mileage. It's not very good or bad. But um, yeah, I, I, I think that's pretty cool. Did any of you guys play Spyro as, as a kid?
3: No. Uh,
0: I didn't. My husband's like really into it, though. Um, so he keeps talking about how great it is and how excited he is to play it again. So I'm like excited through him, I guess.
2: You know, when I was younger, I thought Spyro was like big for everyone because... I had a Nintendo 64 and not a PlayStation. So when I had the chance to play Spyro, whenever a PlayStation was around, it was pretty much the only game I played, that and Roller Coaster Tycoon, uh, <laughs> which is also a great game. It
0: really but, is.
2: But I, I, I love Spyro uh, when I was a kid. Unfortunately, um, I haven't played or thought about Spyro since then. Um, but I'll probably give this just because like I said, um, I, I buy games and then I never have time to play them. So, um, I haven't played the first game. I never, or the first game in like 20 years, uh, or whenever it came out, like whatever that year was. And then I haven't played the second two ever. So I'll be very curious to do that. Um, far more excited for that than I was for crash. Never was any good bandicoot. Um, Anyway, moving on, Uh, we also got a release date for Spider-Man on the PS4, Um, so also coming in September, because no one wants to come out in October
1: or November.
0: Uh (laughs) (laughs) Which is funny, because everybody's going to end up shooting themselves in the foot even more by all these games coming out in September. I don't
1: know about, well, there's probably different niches, different games for different folks, but... When Call of Duty is moving a month earlier to make way for Red Dead Redemption, yeah, you know it' gonna be legit. Yeah, I
2: I, I kind of am curious what games out of September will be successful and what ones won't, because like Rebecca said, uh, you're going to cannibalize yourselves a little bit just with all or with everything that's releasing that month. Yeah. Um at least on the on PS4 and Xbox 1 I I don't know what's coming out for Nintendo I'm waiting for
0: Smash time. Brothers to just say fuck it and come out the same day as Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> 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 just like, we'll counter
2: programming. I I look forward to. It. Like if it was the same day I'd be like makes sense. It absolutely yeah. makes sense. Everybody's paying, Everybody's looking to buy a game because Red Dead Redemption's out. Well, what's that? what's is Red Dead Redemption on the Switch? No. But Super Smash Brothers is? I'll buy that instead.
0: Perfect. Yeah. yeah um that sounds like a logic that someone might have
2: i believe it would uh because i am not gonna lie to you i've watched people when i've like used to go into game stores um when you used to be in there and like would come in to buy one thing that thing wouldn't be there so then be like well what else you got and they would go buy the next thing <laughs> so hmm. yeah it, it's definitely a thing that happens how often i don't know but
0: well i think it's interesting to i think i've talked about this on the podcast before but i think it's like like realistically the people who sit on the internet and think about video games like consistently whether they're fans or writers or developers or whatever like it's a very small portion of the amount of people who actually buy games and the majority of people who buy games i am pretty sure like you know go into stores and buy games and don't necessarily like know every single title that's coming out that month and so I, i was like like listening to conversations in like gamestop or wherever and just like to kind of understand like what people actually know about like what's coming out and what has what what has gotten their attention and why yeah, it's, just, yeah. It's, it's a very different like thought process, I guess
1: it's whatever has the nicest rectangular cardboard box at the front of the store,
0: uh, I mean, yeah, well, <laughs> what was that Twitter that I showed up with Matt the other day where like they were lo- looking at boxes for like their Nintendo switch game, and these little kids were like, Oh, troll and I looks cool. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
4: Yeah, it must be
2: saved. Yeah, I was listening to I can't remember who in particular I was listening to, which makes this a terrible story just off the jump. But they were (laughs) they were talking about they had a friend who was relatively wealthy and the guy would just go to the store. Look what what boxes interested him and just buy a ton of them. Uh, and then they would come back and play games. It was some developer. I can't remember who it was, but um, it was an interview I was
1: listening to. Um, either way. It's why GameStop it. still exists. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Well, we used, you know, to, we used to go things. into GameStop. They used to have like a little box of like $5, like Game Boy Advance and DS games. Like just really cheap, used, never going to see the light of day again games. And we used to like pick games out for each other out of that box. They'd be like, oh, you should play this. Aw.
2: I remember going in the rental stores and going into the game section because they used to have games on sale that were, like, three years old, and they couldn't rent anymore for, like, two bucks. Um, That was when rental shops switched from being, like, rental places, and then they started just trying to sell you things because they couldn't get you to rent anything.
3: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs)
2: But, yeah, Spider-Man PS4, which is what it started on, <laughs> is coming September 7th. Uh, it anyone will not watch, be $5. It will not be $5. It will be 60 Um It has, obviously, deluxe edition, collector's editions, uh, unlockable costumes, and all that good stuff. Though no microtransactions. Um, yeah.
3: They have yeah. said.
2: Um, they will how have... Would... Go ahead. I was going to say, how
1: would they have... Refill costumes. your. Oh, okay.
3: Well, let's...
0: if you can think of it, they can put microtransactions. That's a
1: microtrans. How is
2: that not a microtransaction? Costumes for uh...
0: Spider-Man. I don't. I mean, like.
2: If you like had someone pay for it, it would be a
1: microtransaction.
0: Yeah, I mean, they. That's not even a question. In the year of our Lord 2018, they can make. For, when I think
1: microtransactions, a... I I try not to think of like character skins because fighting. Fighting game microtransactions are a little bit different. Like rules, like characters. Yeah, Char- like I mean, company. I think it's fine.
0: Like you don't have to put them in the same bin if we all hate this. I don't like, play fighting games, so I don't know if people hate this.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're, it's a it's a fluid definition of the year of our lord twenty eighteen. <laughs> right. It will have post uh, post launch DLC though.
2: So. Uh, that'll be interesting. According uh, to the
0: ESRB, that's a microtransaction, but, isn't it?
1: But, right. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, it's an in-game purchase. Yeah, exactly. But, in-game purchase is going to get marked.
0: That's right. Um, um,
1: will it last? Will the post-release uh, content last until 2019? Like Final uh, Fantasy XV? Yeah, I was just making sure. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, so on that note, uh, Final Fantasy XV outlined their future DLC plans because the game will never die. Um, It'll also never end. Uh, So (laughs) the Comrade standalone that they made, um, which is the multiplayer, which, not going to lie, isn't that bad. Execution is terrible. But once you're actually in there playing Final Fantasy XV Comrades with someone else, it's pretty fun. It just doesn't last that long, and then getting into that is too much, but it's cool. Uh, they're launching it as a standalone this summer, and then they're going to do a few updates through the rest of the year, and then they're going to have episodes Arden, Aranea, Lunafreya, and Noctis through 20, 2019 um, to fresh out even more of the story of Final Fantasy fifteen. then. So <laughs> So is uh, Luna
0: Freya actually gonna get like not shortchanged?
2: Yeah. there's two female characters that you play as. Uh like Two I said,
0: old female
3: characters.
2: You got Luna Freya Whoa. and Aranea um as part of this. Uh and yeah, then cool. so each one of them has a little thing for what they're doing. So episode one Arden is a story portraying the struggle of Arden. Witness the resentment he harbored towards Lucis for over 2,000 years and his clashes with the Astros. If you haven't played the game, I assume you have no idea what that means. I played nope. the game, I have no idea what that means. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just
3: kidding.
0: I haven't, I haven't played Final Fantasy XV, but I know a lot of people are like really frustrated because Luna Freya got like really shortchanged. And so just for their sake, and because I think Luna Freya looks like a badass, I want her to do something cool.
2: So in, in her episode, Lunafreya will show you the battle to save the one she loves as she overturns the destiny dealt to the Lucian King. Um, so in the story of Final Fantasy XV, Lunafreya is there as the kingdom is overrun uh, and Noctis is not, so they get torn apart. So I'm assuming this will show what happens to her in all of that timeline while they're apart and then coming together in different parts. So anyway, uh, and then the very last episode, Noctis is parting ways with the Astros. Noctis embarks upon his final battle in order to attain the ideal future for his people. So I assume that's the epilogue to the game <laughs> at this point. Um, I don't know what they're doing. Uh, and then the story of Aranea is a side story. Um, that's about her final day of the empire. Um so yeah. They got a lot going on on Final Fantasy 15. You can never say uh if you bought the c- se- i I assume there'll be a season 2 DL uh pass for all of this oh. stuff. Um since the season pass did not include like the new royal edition stuff that they just released. Um,
1: yeah, enjoy your definitive edition PC users. <laughs> um
2: Speaking of PC users, if you don't own a PC, uh, Divinity Original Sin 2 is coming to PS4 and Xbox One, so you can enjoy what PC users have been. Uh, So, that is coming on a date in the future of which I did not write down.
1: (laughs) It doesn't have a date, August.
2: It just says August? Okay. It's, It's coming out all August. You have one month. All of it's August. Right. Every day is going to be an announcement for it. Depending <laughs> the original Sensu is out no. again today. No, you uh, can
1: only buy it in August. After that, it's back in the Disney vault. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: And then, also in August, we have the World of Warcraft Battle of Azeroth.
0: Yeah!
2: Uh, Ooh. So, Rebecca, if you want to uh, let the people know what that is, because I don't it's, know what that
0: it's is. It's the new expansion. I mean, that's it. We, did, we didn't... I don't think we got really too much new information other than the release date. I'm kind of surprised. Um, I was expecting like an end of September kind of thing going on. Um, but mid-August is fine.
3: Mm-hmm. It's just
0: Battle for Azeroth, you know, Alliance and Horde. Those two galleywags are at it again. Fighting <laughs> each other. Fighting each other because racial tensions have never been higher on the planet of Azeroth only Ugh, the planet of Azeroth. only the planet of <laughs>
4: fictional game it's fictional yeah. so
0: no, how... um, it lo- so it looks great so far um, for the most part it looks like they're doing a really good job of keeping some of the really good things that they added in legion um i think one of the best systems that came out of legion was the mythic plus dungeon system which basically meant that if you didn't have 20 pe- if you didn't want to like commit to raiding with 20 people half of whom you didn't really like um <laughs> Every single week, um, you could still do like high-level content um, for basically forever. You could do Mythic Dungeons, um, and it was really good and really rewarding and really fun. I'm still doing them. They're super fun. Um, but they're keeping that around. They're adding some new things called Island Expeditions, which is... I don't know how those are going to play out. It sounds like kind of an attempt to bring back the three-man scenarios from Mists of Pandaria, which I also liked a lot um, because they don't require you to have tank healer, three three damage dealers. You can have whatever comp you want. You just show up and do it. Um, but it also—it's—they're trying out some new smart AI technology or whatever, where like the AI knows that you have a healer, so they like go for the healer, or maybe the the mage will like polymorph you and then run away or whatever. Like they're trying out some stuff where basically the AR AI is a little bit more like like another person, and I I'm just, I'm kind of curious as to how that's gonna work. I'm I'm a little hesitant to believe that it's gonna be good, but we'll see. Um, they're finally—I guess we're finally gonna get to fight a Shara but they've been teasing that for years, so who the hell knows?
2: Who the hell knows? Because I don't know anything that you just said, but I...
0: Ashara's like some crazy <laughs> sea witch or whatever. There's like some lore about the elves and some other bullshit. And she's who's, like,
1: try- who's trying to make Azeroth great again?
0: Uh, Ashara? We don't know. I mean, it might be the old gods. We don't know. It's always like something. So at the, so at the end of Legion, spoiler alert, sorry. At the end of Legion, this like crazy Titan guy <laughs> Chucks this enormous sword into the middle of the planet, and he just like stabs the whole planet.
1: Big and... spoilers. Uh-huh. Yeah, uh-huh.
0: yeah. He stabs the whole. Well, okay, but the... it's been out for a while. I'm um, saying he, you're he, like, like
1: some dude stabs a thing. I'm he like... stabs
0: the whole planet, and now like there's this thing called like like it's planet blood. Like the planet's bleeding, and apparently, certain parties think that the blood of the planet might be valuable for something. And so now instead of like trying to heal the giant hole in the world by this guy's sword we're now like just trying to collect its blood oh. i don't really fucking know man i i i'm just like i'm a peaceful tauren I i'm one with the of elements like
4: the, i'm a I, panda
2: i kind of like how they how they switch that up to create this new uh this new thing because that does happen you know people something bad happens and then uh you know what it reminds me of (laughs) it reminds me of in uh spider-man homecoming the character of the vulture is basically like anytime an event happens that the avengers are involved in they just steal from the wreckage and then like you're watching the heroes go against the villains when the villains are just like i'm just trying to make something out of what you guys messed up and (laughs) so yeah anyway i think it's not a bad story concept is all i'm saying uh
4: (laughs) planets can't bleed though so that's a bit weird
2: tis um yeah i mean stabbing a sword through the planet anyway is already the first step
1: (laughs) is magma not blood of the earth uh
0: i think it's like it's like if you wanted magma like, like if if you wanted to... I
3: always like, want magma.
0: Go on. Like, like, you wouldn't go to a volcano and g- scoop up a big jar full of magma and said, I think I'll take this to my zombie queen. It might well, help her rule the world. I Which
2: mean, speak, speak for yourself. <laughs> if I had a
0: vibranium container, maybe.
4: <laughs>
2: right, right. Like, as long as I got something to protect my hands, I may have to do it one day. May have to do it one day.
4: <laughs> Green look pod. Uh, we can go on a field trip, get some lava, or magma.
2: Make uh... magma great again, okay? <laughs> uh
3: magma. Hashtag magma. Hashtag magma. <laughs> oh boy. Oh,
2: uh, Hearthstone Witchwood. What is Hearthstone Witchwood, uh, Miss Rebecca Valentine?
0: It's the new expansion for Hearthstone. Um, lots of new cards, uh two new mechanics. Echo and Rush. Rush is basically like Charge, except you can't hit your opponent in the face with it. Uh, okay. Echo is you can just keep using cards over and over again on your turn. Uh, lots of new cards. The theme is around like the Worgen and the Spooky Forest. Um, it's mm-hmm. also the Year of the Ravens, so all the the three decks from two years ago, or the, the three expansions from two years ago, um, Mean Streets, Karazhan, and whatever the other one was, or Old Gods, are on their way out. Um, that's a good thing if you're tired of playing against Jade decks. Basically, new year, new cards. Hearthstone continues to be awesome.
4: Cool,
1: cool.
0: I'm not a great Hearthstone player if you can't tell. I just like enjoy it casually.
2: <laughs> we don't need you to be an expert. You just know more than I would. What what what's coming in Hearthstone? Uh more Hearthstone? That's...
0: Well, <laughs> that's
2: That's it. I don't I don't really know. Welcome to my inn. <laughs> um so in
0: That's
2: not here. You can talk. in Rejoiceful News, uh Square Enix has caved and has said, we are going to fix Chrono Trigger on PC. Um, so... Thank
1: God. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Final I, Fantasy I 6 I still can't get over, like, the turnaround on that. Like, I seriously, I, it was right before I went on my lunch break that day, and I checked my phone, and, uh, like, Twitter's going crazy. It's like, Chrono Trigger on PC! And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. I love Chrono Trigger. I would love to not have to dig out my DS every time I want to play it. That sounds great. I went to lunch. I came back. Everybody's like, Chrono Trigger on PC
3: sucks!
1: <laughs> that
3: was, <laughs> that was really incredible. That
1: thought in your head, it was that was happening. But <laughs> <laughs> well, well, you it... just weren't around for the internet to see it.
0: <laughs> no, no.
2: It's funny because uh, you went to lunch when that happened. I I was like literally within two minutes because all I did was I happened to log into Twitter like right like right before the turn happened. So all I all I saw was like oh yeah rejoice everyone loves Chrono Trigger. And the next thing I know, like I get out of work, come back home, I'm chilling. I'm like well let's see what happened with the Chrono Trigger news, and it just turns. <laughs> Like you could just see, like, right after I watched, like, the like the went through the moment on Twitter, right after that, I <laughs> everything just changed. That was great.
3: So
2: I, yeah, fun times, fun times. Either way, um, so they announced on their Steam page that they will have the three patches coming out. The first will add the option, uh, to use the game's original graphics instead of the mobile port. Um, so that's what everyone wanted. That's what everyone shall have, uh, and I'm sure they'll be better for it. Uh, It'll probably look much better instead of some of that stuff that people were pointing out. And the other ones were things I definitely would not have noticed without having them side by side. But it does look much better um, with the colors and things that actually match. Uh, We don't know what the other two patches will do, but having the ability to switch between them should be... Enough to satisfy those gamers who just want to play Chrono Trigger in its original state. Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is kind of a gauge. Um, So the, the basic idea is that right now, rumors are pretty much running haphazard about the next PlayStation coming out. Oh, um, my God. You know, it's never <laughs> going to stop. It's never going to stop. People have been talking about it because apparently there's a large number of dev kits out. Um, and so while there haven't been any, like, official statements in terms of, like, some dev on a on a board somewhere saying, hey, I have this and this is what it has, um, there is, like... A group of people who like had predicted the parts for the PlayStation Four and the PlayStation Four Pro, and then also had said things about like the 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 Switch ahead of time as well as well as the Wii U. Uh, not hundred percent perfect, uh, obviously, as no leaker or anyone is, but they are saying that the number of dev kits out there are enough that they believe that a announcement for when it will launch is imminent, which. I don't really want to get too much into the spectacle of whether or not they're going to launch it, like, and what it's going to have it, or I should say, whether or not they're going to have, like, the specific things inside of there. Um, But I more or less was curious as to what you guys think about a next generation of consoles coming out again, um, considering these ones came out 2013, so it'll be five years this year. What do you think about, I mean... Obviously, Nintendo's kind of outside of that concept, but... They're in the ninth generation already. <laughs> yeah, I, I I guess I'm just kind of curious what you guys think about the concept of a PlayStation 5. Um, and then, I don't even know what you're going to call it, it's ex- Xbox Now, but the Xbox One, Two. Uh... <laughs>
3: it's just oh.
1: Xbox Two. Uh, <laughs> Xbox Two?! <laughs> no okay so i have a few things some of them comical some of them serious first off spider-man or sorry
3: <laughs>
1: spider-man go on spider-man Does whatever a spider-man can-, can should bring back the spider-man font that was on the ps3 yes 100
2: percent agree
1: um <laughs> spider-man should also be on it i guess i'll throw that in to make it seem like i always plan to say that but um <laughs> Uh, second, 20, Sony has been on record saying that we invested into the cell too much that we kind of had to make our money back, which is why we had a garish seven-year cycle for the PS3, which was way too long. We're never doing that again. They never hmm. said we're not doing that again, but they also are pretty much, like, implied it. 2019 is six years. That's a perfectly fine. Generations used to be five years long. Are we getting that much better or advanced and cost effective in polygon management and hardware technology? Not really. Mm -hmm. Maybe the further generation. Like when you have PS4 Fidelity and VR, maybe. But we're not there yet. Yeah. So twenty I don't know what twenty nineteen tech will bring for a console. But we're not... Even PS3 to PS4 at the end wasn't that much of a jump to what it is at the early stages of the PS4. I don't know what PS5 would look like and why PS5 would come out and say this is why you need to get this console. But I think that's going to have to be uh, Sony's and Microsoft's problem. They're going to have to they've They've been working on it for years, of course, this is what every console is take two years off and then work on your next one for years.
3: hmm
1: I don't know what so- what Sony could do make some sort of Vita like controller companion to the console as a take on the go hmm
3: yeah maybe, maybe I... that's
1: it. I I don't know I th- I think if
2: you if you if you said that if you buy a PlayStation Five that we have like um, I'm trying to think of the best way what what what, what they could even offer um, because a lot of it would be things that they've been working on. It's kind of like the PlayStation Four made good on a lot of things that they had promised on the PlayStation Three, like. The Vita compatibility for PlayStation 4 was promised for PlayStation 3, like, years before it came, and it just never worked out. Um, And then, like, the cross-buy library stuff for PlayStation 4 for Vita, that was also a PS3 thing. Um, I I don't really know. I think it just kind of... Because they're going to stop supporting PlayStation 3 and Vita in 2019, it just seems like... For PS Plus, right? Yeah, for PS Plus it just seems like they're going to have to have something whether it be VR games or brand new console games that would imply that they're going to have something that's like worthwhile for all these people going moving forward cuz at this point now we've had 5 year we'll have 5 years of PlayStation Plus on PlayStation 4 there's there's only so many AAA games that come out each year that they can start putting on there before they start running out of steam and they got to kind of re up with new things. Um, And I think usually a new generation is like composite of we've reached the point of what we can do with this technology on this platform. We need more power to do it on the next one. But what does more power mean for us now, considering we already have more powerful versions of these consoles out that do the 4Ks and and all that? What do you guys think, uh Rebecca or or Rutkowski about uh the potential of a new console generation?
4: I just want to play Undertale in 4K. Whatever console <laughs> it can do. Funny.
0: I I feel like really indifferent. Yeah. Like I I don't know. I, I don't want to say I don't care, but I I, I have my PS4 and there's not really anything that it doesn't do that I wish it did right now. Yeah. Like there's like, it's really good. I mean, it plays all the media that I need it to play. Um, I don't, I've played some really gorgeous, I, I'm not, I'm not like a graphic sound. I don't like care a ton about graphics and games. I have played some really gorgeous, like horizon. freaking beautiful. Um, I don't, I don't fancy the prospect of having to pay you know four hundred five hundred bucks for another system that is gonna be like maybe not like super different mm-hmm. I don't know I just like kind of don't care like like the Nintendo switch was great because it, the Wii U was garbage and the Nintendo <laughs> switch is like something different like like it's very distinctively different like the the Wii U sucked. And we all knew it sucked, and the Switch, like, obviously, does not suck. So that was the problem. But the PS4 doesn't suck. So, yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't, I don't care. But I the mean, PS2 didn't suck. Probably. No, it didn't.
1: And that was five years.
0: I, I mean, I don't know. I didn't have a Sony console back then. I didn't get a PS2 until I was in college, and the PS4 was being announced.
1: Yeah, I mean, the <laughs> the jump from the the Wii U, which was like a PS3 plus to the Nintendo Switch on the go, which was a PS3++. (laughs) plus. Yeah. I'm sorry, a PS3 Pro? (laughs) Yeah, that's essentially what it is. (laughs) I don't know, like... The thing is, it's just not... It's not even just Sony. I don't know how Microsoft says... Like, this is the entire reason why they had half-generations, is because we can't really have full-born generations. Like, there's not much more we can go until we start getting into quantum physical changes of CPU die.
0: Microsoft needs to get its software shit together before they're ever going to convince me to buy their hardware.
1: Look, (laughs) Sea of Thieves (laughs) is a 10 out of 10 game. (laughs) You can kill skeletons or skeletons. Skeletons. And you can plunder loot and, uh, nervous sweating. Um, I... uh, I... (laughs) Um, you can get it for $10. That's a good deal. <laughs> That's Weird. a good kit. If you stop, rob someone and then feel bad and then give them $10? No, if you just pay for Game Pass. Oh. And you can
2: easily play the game in oh. like a day, apparently. So, you know, $10. You get, you can play whatever else you want to play. You don't have to is play it, that. Is it ten? just $10? $10 a month.
1: You don't need it for more than a month to play Sea of Thieves. Hmm. So you're saying you should dumpster dive for an Xbox One and just get a Game Pass? I'm saying that if you have an Xbox One, or a
3: PC I do
4: have an Xbox with Xbox One, that's what I used to play Rebollo uh, Pro Fishing.
2: Yeah, like if if you have an Xbox One or a PC and you have Windows 10 installed, like ten bucks a month, man. If you want to try that game, it's ten dollars. There's no reason why you should not do it. Except uh, that you, you may forget to, to st- your $10? I was to say, well, what I'm saying, if if you want to play the game, don't pay $60 for it. 10 bucks, Simple enough. You can play oh. anything
1: else you want for that month after that, and then just cancel it. Breaking podcast news, which will be real news once you listen to this podcast.
3: <laughs> Obsidian
1: is annou- announcing something at PAX. Oh, all right. So Obsidian will be at PAX. Uh, but well, they, they are were... at PAX. They're about to announce something. And they used a uh, hype overload toad gif. Oh. Huh.
2: Well, I'm... maybe we can keep this going long enough until they actually <laughs> do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way as you do, Valentine. Like, there are, like, quality of life things that could change for the PlayStation 4 to a PlayStation 5. But there is, like, literally, if they said, hey, this PlayStation 5 will backlog and play all your PlayStation 4 games, that'd be the only thing that they could say that make me be like, all right, well, whatever. We'll just j- jump right on up there because everything else transfers over already. If those purchases don't transfer, I really have no reason to buy it at that point. Like, it, it would take a lot um, it would take more than, like, one game or two. Because um, other than that, I don't know what else they could possibly put out there that'd be like, hey, we really want you to buy this PlayStation 5.
4: I do have a question, though. Like, mm-hmm. uh, What does sending out a dev kit actually entail? That just sort of like, these are the specs you can use? or Yeah,
1: yeah. It's, it's like, uh, depending right. on how early the dev kit is, it's like, here's a suggestion of what... It will be in this gray metallic box.
2: Yeah, it's kind of just like the components of the entire thing to just get developers able to get something running on it and understand what the system will be capable of. Okay. And more
1: importantly, for the architecture, like the x86 yeah. PC architecture, and also the APIs that the system will use, so that their games can be relevant for it because when you think about it like there are games that launch by not sony Mm -hmm. so they have to be starting those games now i see yeah yeah
2: so like your activisions will have them your eas will have them because they're making launch games and launch titles even if those launch titles are just ports of their sports games like they're gonna have them on the system for whoever may be there and they may not put a ton of effort into making them
1: um, but <laughs> I was going to say, like, you can't, <laughs> you can't. I say EA will have games that launch because every console, no matter what, we'll wait until we'll see if it's market viable for us to make games with this partner. Blah 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 blah. Well, they had the Madden game. They had Madden FIFA. No, no. But though, I'm that. saying, like, EA always waits to see if it's worth it, unless Microsoft throws them a bunch of money to get Titanfall. Yeah. Okay. So when like, I say with every have- Nintendo console. <laughs> They're like, we'll see, we'll wait and see. Whoa, okay, the switch is the most popular console, and we have nothing. Okay, <laughs> okay. Well, have, let's no, 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 going. no, no. They have FIFA Switch. They have the whatever
2: version of FIFA is on the Switch right now.
1: Yeah, and that came out like six months after the console released. Yeah, because the next FIFA game came out right then,
2: and usually, and the only thing I mean by this is they will have a sports game on there. I'm not saying they're gonna have like Mass Effect. exactly no one will have mass effect but it's i'm not saying (laughs) i'm not saying saying it doesn't
1: doesn't make risks on their properties on nintendo slash other consoles unless they know it's going to be big because the last time a top 10 uh nintendo uh software game was from a non nintendo publisher was Super Street Fighter 2 on the SNES. <laughs> Not including ports so that there was a GameCube Sonic game, but that doesn't count. Yeah, I... Either way, uh, to finish answering Rakowski's question... sorry,
2: <laughs> They they send the dev kits out there, um, and and the idea basically is the people who are getting dev kits are looking to make games that are going to come out within the first few years of the console. Or, if you're Square Enix... Not until the next one launches, like the Kingdom Hearts three, uh, according to Valentine.
4: <laughs> so, if there is something happening with the PS Five that's supposed to be like new or clever, like having like a, being able to use like a Vita as like a, like a Switch controller sort of, like that, they would know about that now, right? Um.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Like the the idea and the concept of it, they may know something about, or they just may see it built into the code of the system somewhere like, Oh, this is, this is an API that allows you to do this. Well, huh? I wonder what that's for. And usually developers know how to piece these things together. Um, they do
4: the no leaks like about that type of thing, then just sort of the, nah,
2: like the only thing that, so, and the only thing that came out of this is that the current dev kits that have apparently gone out are using like a new, uh, AMD chip, um, That's the based around Zen and then their technology called Navi. Um, And then there's like VR stuff that's like baked into the console instead of sort of added in via like the uh, right now when you have a PlayStation VR, there's like a box or something that you have to hook it up to. Um, So instead of having that box, you'll just connect it directly into the PlayStation 5. That's those are the only things that are currently out there. Nothing that would say that you have to go and (laughs) buy it, obviously. So yeah. uh, Interesting. Uh, I will be very curious if 2019 sees either one launch new consoles, especially given that Microsoft launched theirs this past year. Um, A two-year turnaround would be really short for a brand new console after making the most powerful console known to man, as they call it. Uh,
1: okay, so how about how about this? Uh, go around the, the the screen looker, the screen lookers. I'm trying to make that like a physical object. <laughs> <laughs> but um, okay, so Sony, PS5, Xbox Two, what like stand in for whatever the Xbox calls it. I think that PS4 will have a console in tw- uh, PS5, 2019, Xbox something, 2020. Now, Monta, what do you think?
4: Um, I'd be kind of surprised if Xbox came around that quickly. But honestly, I'm not as plugged into this stuff as you guys are. Mm-hmm. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if PlayStation had something next year. I would be surprised if Xbox did.
1: All right, bold prediction, Reb.
0: Uh, I mean, I'm with Monta. I, I, I just don't care. Um, <laughs> I just don't. I'm with Reb. Um, but. I don't know. I think I think this year's probably too soon. Next year, next year, Sony maybe. I I really want to see what Microsoft does this year because, like I said, they got to get their software shit together before they start pulling more hardware. Maybe and they've
1: been holding on their software. If they
0: if they don't get <laughs> stop, I don't. Oh, uh, I mean, like it'd be like Nintendo and the Wii U, right? Like I yeah. don't know. Yeah, I, yeah, it mean, kind of would be. I I just I don't I don't have a prediction because I don't care. All right i'm sorry okay
2: martin gave his here no i have i have one other bold prediction to add to this um remember when the playstation 4 launched and then the big game that was like oh man you got to get a playstation 4 because they have this beta for destiny coming out and destiny was cross-platform with playstation 4 and playstation 3 and xbox one and xbox 360 my bold prediction is that um what's what's ea's game but where bioware's game that's coming out anthem, anthem. uh anthem. anthem will be a cross-platform game uh not cross-platform but cross-generation game um, where it will be compatible with whatever the playstation 5 is and while that game will release tentatively early 2019 I imagine it will also be a launch title with the PlayStation 5 next year. But
1: well, yeah. That's 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 pretty good because my bold prediction on that is Anthem does not make early 2019. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the
2: other part of that, but I was like if they make it, it will I just just hedging a little bit in case it does come out. Um I don't think it will, but if it doesn't, I imagine it will release around the same christmas time november december uh playstation 5 launch time because that's what i would think they would just kind of mimic the same thing they did to have success last time
4: speaking of anthem uh what song do you guys like better anthem by good charlotte or anthem by blink 182
1: anthem by oh fuck <laughs> <laughs> this is the anthem throw all your hands up yeah that's lie. the wrong answer. I want to be just like yeah. I yeah. say the international
2: players' anthem is better than both of them, but I can't choose for you all. Um, what about the Rough Riders' anthem? Ooh, see now that's where you got to start pl- splitting hairs a little bit. Um, true. Hmm. DMX, uh, UGK. That's that's a hard one to pick there. I I don't think we can settle this in one show. That 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 in and of itself Table is it, a Charlotte right. for next time. Good Charlotte. <laughs> 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 they still have the
1: best theme song on television for undergrads.
2: I don't know if I've ever watched what what is undergrads?
1: It's a cartoon show from the two thousand two thousand one two thousand two era. Came out just around the same time as Clone High, which had the um, Miller is this, Brothers. Is this all Canadian stuff? No, this is MTV. Is... <laughs> is this
0: all Canadian Well,
1: American, <laughs> Clone High was American Canadian. Well, but, uh, Clone High was called, also made Dr. by Rassi. Bill Ford and Christopher Miller, which almost made Rogue, uh, the solo Star Wars movie. Um... Okay, so this came, Okay, it
2: was a thing in Canada only at first, but then it came to uh, Comedy Central in the United States. It was States. on MTV. I don't. I don't know what this. this Wikipedia has the worst organization of facts. I no, imagine, it says I, on Wikipedia MTV. You're looking on Google Wikipedia. I which am is lies. It, I don't understand. Anyway. Anyway. Um. <laughs> I read it wrong. Uh. Moving on. <laughs> Middle Earth, shadow of more removed microtransactions. Um, I don't really have anything Wait. to say on this. I have it in the side eye section. I don't know if it's a side eye, except <laughs> to be like, like okay, they removed microtransactions. It's, it's, it's kind of like the same thing with Battlefront 2 coming out and being like, hey, guys, we're no longer selling progress in the loot boxes anymore. I don't know. I mean, it, people already spent their money on it. So, removing it now doesn't really change anything. It's not like they're giving money back. This isn't Epic and and Paragon. Like, it's just a, a publisher being like, you know, if we want this game to last for a while longer after this, the people who are going to come back to it aren't going to keep paying for this stuff. So, I don't know. Um, but, yeah, they, they came out and said, The core promise of the Nemesis system is the ability to build relationships with your personal allies and enemies in a dynamic open world. While purchasing or er, purchasing orcs in the market is more immediate and provides additional options, we have come to realize that providing this choice risks undermining the heart of our game, the nemesis system. All right. So, first of all, they marketed this game so long last year. We were getting game footage for like 15, 20 minutes in like, what was it? Like April we had that with Xbox or whatever. Like they had so many gameplay demos. No way they didn't realize this. And now they're going to act like they're, in order to fully restore the core promise of the Nemesis system, we'll be permanently removing Gold War Chests um, and, the, and the market from Shadow of War. <coughs> out of here, fam. Out of here. Um, <laughs> they just, apparently they're uh, rebalancing the game. It's, it's been six months. Uh, I imagine the long tail of the game that they wanted probably didn't turn out. And so now they're just like, whatever. It's out there now. So, yeah. Middle Earth, Shadow of War. Probably going to boost some sales for a little bit and then
1: go back to obscurity. Any other thoughts on that one? Nope. I mean, it's a big game. I don't know how it could fall into obscurity, but like, is Ghost... You talk to someone about Ghost Recon and you're like, what's that? But then it's also the most played game ever. Yeah, but like, there's no stories about
2: Middle Earth Shadow War, like that though, like, <laughs> like the story is middle, of, like it literally came out, and I, when was the last time you heard somebody talk about, like, when was there a story even about somebody even streaming Middle Earth Shadow of War? I don't, I'm I'm assuming there are people who do, but like, there's been no updates to D or DLC up packs or anything like that. Like the game that came out is the game that came out, whereas. Ghost Recon Wildline, Wildlands, they have an announcement coming in 2 days for something else. Like I don't know. I I don't assume that Middle earth Shadow of War made a lot <laughs> is doing that well overall. I don't know. Relative obscurity. I'll change that. Relative. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah. So in the last section of this, um I there's kind of two things with this that i want to kind of look at so there's um epic game ceo thinks the future of games are cross play cross save and cross buy um for any platform so if you have a, a an ios device an android device a playstation 4 an xbox one a pc and a nintendo switch uh well not them yet but if you have any of those devices, their idea would be the future is to break down the walls and barriers between all these things. And, and they actually accomplished something that I'm not sure if they're the first game that's done it, but they're the first people that pointed it out, which is that if you buy something on the PlayStation store, as in like you redeem Fortnite there and you buy stuff there, you go over to the iOS store and get Fortnite and all of those things exist there too. Um, And I'm not sure if that's existed anywhere else. But given that they're like one of the first games that I heard about it, I thought it was really interesting in the sense that even Vita purchases don't necessarily transfer over to the PlayStation 4 sometimes. (laughs) Your saves may not even transfer over. But the Epic Games CEO thinks that this is really the future. So first question is kind of like, how far away do you guys think a future like that could even be? No takers. <laughs> Three months. <laughs> Three months. <laughs> the, the, the 30 years of, of fighting between all the platforms ends in a three-month <laughs> ceasefire. I, uh, I,
4: I honestly, I I really want this to happen because I would probably end up buying different consoles. Like, I pretty much only bought Nintendo consoles my entire life, mm-hmm. and uh, I've been satisfied with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like this would probably lead me to look into purchasing an Xbox 2 or PlayStation 8 or whatever. Just because I could feel like the progress I made elsewhere wouldn't just be something I'd have to redo, because I imagine I'd probably still buy similar games. But, I'd I've always been kind of curious about what the other things are like because I still don't know what the triangle, square, and circle are on a PlayStation controller yet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't pressing know. I would like to B
1: hat. all the time instead of A on a Nintendo controller annoys me.
0: Wait, what? What? Can- what?
1: A Nintendo Switch controller.
0: Why are you pressing B? Because
1: it's where the X is on a PS4 controller. <laughs>
0: oh i see what you're saying
2: and where an a is
1: on the xbox one
0: i see what you're saying
1: you
2: own you were you own an xbox at launch and you don't know that uh <laughs> that that was like
1: that was given to me the xbox one <laughs> and it has been used to review games since oh man not many games <laughs> Not many games. And now that they're on Windows 10, I don't know how many more. <laughs> I act, I actually accidentally somehow pre-ordered Sea of Thieves when it was 40 bucks Canadian like huh. a year ago. And then it shipped. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> and then I'm like, okay, I'll just get the Play Anywhere transfer. Oh, that only works digitally. I am mm. now stuck with a sealed. Wait a second. What? Yeah, that... Play Anywhere only works for digital copies. That. All right, I did
2: not know that was a thing. Wow. Okay, go ahead.
1: <laughs> so now I'm stuck with a sealed physical copy of Sea of Thieves, a game that no one wants to play now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you. <laughs> I
2: was gonna say you could try to sell it again, but who's gonna do that? Yeah, exactly. Like I said, no you could pay ten bucks for it. Oh man. Um Rebecca, how how far, sorry, how far <laughs> away do you think a future like that could be? Or are you are you in favor of a future like that?
1: <laughs> don't care, dude. Podcast
4: is right? pain you, hasn't it?
1: It's
3: uh,
0: it's <laughs> the future it's
1: the future that liberals want, that's for sure.
0: I I don't know, man. If If I if all I could play forever were Nintendo games and little PC indies, I, I I mean, I'd be happy.
2: So you're saying that now that you have a Nintendo Switch, you're good. All right,
0: cool. I, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm like kind of okay. <laughs> I, I don't know.
4: Okay, actually, that kind of leads me to a better point than one I kind of made, because the only issue <laughs> I've really had, like with Nintendo products I've had in the past, like when I first got a Wii and I got Madden on it, it was kind of like a stripped down version of it. Mm-hmm. But I would like the thought, like if I wanted to play the, the console, I enjoyed more. I could, like, say Nintendo continues to put out. I don't know if they still do. Do they still put down like sort of like half versions of games? Like, you know, a WWE game I had had like maybe a quarter of the gameplay I wanted. Is that still a thing, or is that? No yeah, longer they a have thing? a
2: they have a FIFA Switch um, game that came out.
0: It's apparently, not as not as good, not as much. I, it's I don't not know as remember. robust.
2: Uh, yeah, so like
4: that kind of thing. Like, if I make pro- uh, progress in like a, like say a Switch version of the game, but I wanted to like play the content that I didn't have on a Switch on a different system, it would be nice if there was like, you know, kind of cross saving that way, so I could enjoy the console like more, say Nintendo. But if I wanted to actually get the rest of the content, I could, not lose all the progress I made in Nintendo if I were to use a Xbox Eight or whatever.
2: Yeah, I I I, I kind of think so. Back a while ago, when Microsoft first started announcing all of their like Windows 10 stuff and Play Anywhere, and Xbox Live is going to be on PC, and you can play all your backlog games on an Xbox One. Um, one of the things that I thought was most interesting about that is how many people were like, What is Microsoft doing? They're getting rid of all of their advantages by putting their stuff on PC. And the idea basically was like, look, I mean, the future of video games is not these consoles as much as the stores. Like, everyone wants their store to be the place where you buy games. So they don't want you to buy anything in Microsoft Store. They want you to buy it in the PlayStation Store. And they don't want you to buy anything in the iOS Store. They want you to buy it in the Android Store. So I think the most interesting thing about this for me is... Origin?
0: (laughs) No, just oh, thinking oh, about that? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. The EA, EA or EA's origin—they don't want you to buy. I got to download Steam. like
0: like four different clients to yeah. <laughs> like the even on PC, them you play. You play.
2: Yeah, like even on PC, you have like games that never hit Steam because the publishers have their own stores. So with with like, I don't really think it's that close in any kind of way for us to have this kind of stuff because. While people are like, oh, we can break down the walls of the consoles so they can play together, like, you're not gonna. The fact that they have the store cross by stuff is the most interesting to me, but I don't think that that will break down nearly as quickly as the actual ability to play somebody with a PlayStation against an Xbox and a PC person. And I mean, they just don't make enough games that cross play with the Switch, but I don't imagine that that will not be a thing either, because. Those things are already being broken down and are already happening. But I don't think that the cross-buy stuff across platforms is, like, close at all. Um, that That's just giving away money at that point. <laughs> like, you're already giving away the ability for people to play online um, against anyone. So that takes away the whole, I have to buy this console because my friends have it thing. But then you would be giving away the entire impetus behind, like, people purchasing things in your store. Like, Hey, if I buy this here, it's the only way I can buy it on there. Um, so for publishers, it's obviously going to become easier to sell content, but for like actual storefronts, it becomes more difficult to make a profit if you start allowing purchases elsewhere to come in. And that's where I think everything kind of gets held up. But I would love it; absolutely would love it.
3: All
1: right, um, at at, my, at this time, uh, Obsidian update. Oh, okay. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh, here Citizen. we go. Um, I think the announcement was that they're having voice acting from Critical Role in Pillars of Eternity 2 Deadfire. That's worth a hype overload toad gif, apparently, in Obsidian's eyes.
3: That
4: uh, <laughs> sounded like that. Only, look,
1: you, you usually Japan usually Japan is the one that are They're just like, oh, here's a major announcement, and it's like, oh, there's some sort of t-shirt on sale, and it's a bad t-shirt. Like, they really don't read the audiences well, especially overseas with Twitter. This is the worst. (laughs) This is literally... (laughs) This This may be the literal worst thing that's ever been a a
2: side note in a show. (laughs) And we have talked about... Family Honestly. guy
1: during this episode. <laughs> Pillars of Eternity has great voice acting, as does every CRPG. Now you're telling me it's going to have... Well, actually, Matt Mercer is pretty good. He's uh, he's in Fire Emblem and other stuff. But the other non-professionals being in a video game and then just having that rip you out of the immersion... Uh, and then to 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 use a Toad gif of hype overload to... Yeah, so mad yeah
2: yeah anyway um yeah so the the other thing i wanted to bring up with this uh was where the water tastes like wine came out and apparently so the equivalent of going cardboard in music terms so we, the the question is kind of like do we think or at least this is kind of what I posited in the piece I wrote about it and kind of what I think in general is like having more access to wider audiences without being defined by what what you're available on. So you use Unreal Engine from Epic and you can make a game ready for all the platforms in a relatively good amount of time because they make it easier to, to, to port them. If you can get all of your games to a wider audience quicker, do we think that we'd have less of indies like basically suffering for the first like six months of their game until they hit the first Steam sale and then all these people start buying it? Do we think that cross buy or something like that would allow indies to be stronger with, with that kind of thing? I
0: don't know Pretty that that would solve the problem.
2: So what well, I mean, we... maybe
0: maybe right. it would help, but like I mean, at least in where the water tastes like wine's case, I don't know that it like only being on p c was its problem
1: uh the well, biggest problem is when Rebecca told me here's the review for where the water tastes like wine was the first time I heard of it,
0: <laughs> well, okay, but I mean. Like, like no, for that's, you, that's, so, okay, but so, so for you, that's really unusual, right? Because a ton of outlets were covering it ahead of launch. Like he, he said that in his, in, in his postmortem, that like they have gotten a ton of coverage, and he, he was not exaggerating. Like I saw, all the major outlets hit it at some point.
1: And you know where all the major outlets go? To San Francisco, to GDC, to talk to indie developers and make friends with them, so that when they tell them about their games, they're the first in line and who are the only people who can afford to go to San Francisco all places major outlets
0: okay so so that's still beside the point it got a lot of good press coverage but that alone does not like it it goes back to like the people who are the majority of the gaming audience are the people who are walking into GameStop and looking at what's on the shelves or you know seeing like maybe they read game Informer because they get it through their like gamestop subscription or maybe they like watch TV and see commercials or occasionally see like news on the internet whatever but like where the water tastes like wine is not going to reach them they're gonna have to run into it either on like the steam store somehow or you know some on whatever console store if they're looking for a different indie um but it just it didn't quite have the reach like well, you're not
1: gonna... oh sorry
3: ahead.
0: no go ahead
1: I was going to say, well, PUBG wasn't uh, in video game stores because it was only on PC. It wasn't in Kickstarter. Just having a good product that you that major outlets are covering isn't going to be enough when it's an indie game that... every it, The most important part for an indie game is sticking out amongst the co- competition, and the only way you can do that is if you show off your game and enough people are interested in that game to be interested and keep tabs on it. Or just meet up with everyone at GDC and make friends with outlets who cover it and get the Critical Indie Darling status. That's not going to be good enough for the majority of indie titles. Having critical press uh, coverage by the press is not going to be enough. Marketing is a thousand percent It's almost as important as developing the game when you're an indie. Because you don't have the same wings as people like... You know... 47... One of the biggest public relations groups of... In gaming. Or if you don't have a marketing group to complement your public relations group.
2: Yeah, I, I think the weird part of where the water tastes like wine... Um, and I kind of put in the piece was like, you know, my first thought was kind of about the idea of the future being this cross by environment where you can basically increase your audience where like having a game on Steam and having a game on PlayStation isn't the same thing yet, but because the vast amount of things that get released on Steam, you can get drowned out within an hour, exactly. whereas on something like nintendo switch or playstation or something like that getting some kind of marketing from those companies helps you stand out like i i making one of the games i talked about was cuphead and i think cuphead stands out a lot but like a lot of cuphead selling a million units right away as they were on stage at microsoft saying we are an xbox exclusive that's mm-hmm. also coming to pc that's got this cute, cute aesthetic and all that stuff, and they can get indie darling status, but also big publisher pushing to get that kind of stuff. Same thing with No Man's Sky. Like, No Man's Sky could have fallen into, like, literally no man would have played it without the fact that you had Sony bringing them on stage talking about this thing. Um, because I guarantee you, if it if they had just gone to the various, like, indie junkets and all that stuff... Like, they would have stood out, but, like, where would the press have come to show, like, hey, this game is going to be, like, this huge adventure. Where would they be? Like, they wouldn't be on the Colbert show talking about it. Like, like stuff like that all leads into the amount that these games sell. And I think my idea was mostly that cross-platform play and cross-buy would allow for them to have a larger audience available right away at launch. But I do think that you both are right in the sense that it doesn't necessarily solve the problem because all of the platforms have the same problem right now, which is that there are there's just too many games. <laughs> and and, it, and as somebody who like literally I go into the PlayStation store like each week and I'm like, is there anything that I want to buy? And I, And I start looking at just the things that are on sale and I'm like, there's. 25 items per page, and there's 10 pages for the sale? I don't even want to do this. <laughs> um, and, and that's just with PlayStation, but Steam has an even bigger problem where, like, each year, like, for over... They compare it to a decade worth of Steam releases up to that point. So, like, last year, they were, like, from basically 2005 to 2015, less games came out than came out in 2017. Uh, and more games came out in 2017 than 2016, which also passed that same same thing. And this year is going to be even more. And and I really don't know how you solve or, or stem this problem of way too many games being released and a lot of them being crap. Um, <laughs> and, and not crap in the sense like they, they're, they're games that were made by fully – like develop houses, development houses, but like literally, like people are just throwing stuff together and throwing it, calling it a game and charging money for it. Life of Black Tiger. Uh, <laughs> so I, I don't really know if it would boot, bolster indie game success, but I ask the question in the sense of if we're looking at all the different factors that leads to indie games necessarily, not necessarily selling well. Most of the games that have sold well have a couple things in common. One, they're available on multiple platforms. And it's usually when they cross over to another platform or they have like a huge sale on one of them, discounting everything, that they usually have this bump in the amount of people that buy it. So having games available on more platforms right away would kind of limit that. And therefore, when you're marketing to say, hey, my game's out, you can say, oh, my game is out on all of the platforms, no matter which one you're in. Like I would have bought Where the Water Tastes Like Wine, but it's not on the PlayStation. And I don't play games on PC. So I'm never going to buy it until it's available on a PlayStation. So gamers like me or, or consumers like me who are just like, I'm not going out of my way to buy, buy this game on another platform. Like It goes back to what Rakowski was saying, that it'd be cool just to be like, yeah, I got this other system. I can play it there. Or I, I can play it here, and if I want more features, I can go play it somewhere else. And that's where I kind of think it can. It won't solve the problem of too many games, but it can help when you say my game's available, to have people be able to buy it anywhere. If all of that makes sense.
0: It does. I I agree, and I also think, like, the point that you kind of touched upon in there, that if if Where the Water Tastes Like Wine had been shown at any kind of major event for any console at all, like, this is not on console, but if, if it had been, like, in a PS4 indie showcase or a an indie showcase or what a Microsoft indie showcase, whatever they did, like, I think that would have helped it like immensely just because suddenly people would know about it. There isn't, I mean, we've got like the PC gaming show every year, but aside from just whatever happens to catch on with streamers, there isn't really a thing where we say, here's, you know, 20 really incredible indie games coming out on PC this year, aside from, you know, outlets that write slideshows about that.
2: Yeah, yeah. So um, if,
0: you're, if you're just on PC, I mean, you don't, you, you kind of have to find things organically or you're watching what people's are, people are streaming. And people aren't streaming Where the Water Tastes Like Wine. Um, people streamed PUBG for good reason.
1: Right. <laughs> they, must, they, stream, uh, they stream Fortnite now. They, they, stream, they do stream
0: <laughs> Fortnite now. But, but I mean, that's like the thing, right? The, like Those are very, very streamable games. Where the Water Tastes Like Wine is not. It's very, very single player. And in order for like single player kind of quiet experiences like that. And, and like, artsy, too. And I say that without my nose in the air, but it is, like, it's very story-based. It's not... I don't know. It's, it's more artistic. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but for that, that kind of thing I'm to so catch old. on, like, like, you have to... I don't, I don't know. You have to have, like, more of a following than what Daniel said. Like, you know, the outlets that ran into you at G E C and E3 and whatever.
1: Or yeah. every conceivable packs in the history of everything. <laughs> yeah, like, we're lucky I, we have one at PAX East right now. We are.
0: I,
2: I was about. I was about to say like I. I'm pretty sure that um for the last few years, Matt's gone to PAX, and yeah, I could not tell you about any of the games that he talked about at PAX. Um, <laughs> and that's not just like that's not any any notion on like uh, on Matt, but like a lot of those things, a lot of those games stay there for years, like. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure I read a press about a game that just, like literally just came out and it was at PAX for like six years. And I'm just like oh uh, spy party.
1: Yeah, there you ah! go. That's that's the <laughs> that's the one we're talking about. Okay, I'm going back through uh some previews from Pax East that yeah. brought us last year. Sexy Brutel was one of them. Absolver and ruiner. Mm-hmm. Quake champions. Mm. Interview with Pete Hines, man.
4: Back <laughs> in <Love that game.
1: laughs> has has been heroes, uh, oh. Flame X Blaze, uh, Fire oh, Emblem Echoes: Shadow of Valencia, Fire, and Mario Kart Eight. Oh. that was everywhere. Um, yep. Yeah, but, so uh, in, in those, uh, like, uh, one, one of the about... top,
2: the screen looker game of the years. I was going to say in those because I didn't remember that Sexy Brutal was at PAX. I only remember that Matt talked about it a lot. But like <laughs> you, you, you don't get like the same like. I can say, hey, like God of War came out like and was revealed at E3, right? Like, it's a big deal that because it was revealed at E3. Where when something gets revealed at PAX, like I don't know if it has the same notion or idea, right? Like, if you were to be like, hey, this game came out of like any game, like the Indie Fund. Like I'm sure that means something different to people within the indie space than somebody who is just like, oh, I had my game at PAX. Like there's like there's like different kinds of connotations you have with the way that things are announced. And I don't really know that there's any way in 2018 to be a game that is a gone home that is just like, yeah, we went to these little independent things and we got like this darling status and then everybody loved us and they talked about us a lot and we sold a lot because of that. Because even Tacoma, which was revealed at large events, uh, didn't have that come out of it. This game definitely didn't have it come out of it following a similar model. And its I really have a hard time being like, you have to depend on streamers and finding streamers to stream your game. Just because
1: you never know how that could go with who you chose. But the uh, thing is, <laughs> Gone Home also did something quite remarkable at the time was with its setup as a game. Because not only that, but also had a unique story at the time that touched a large contingent of an unknown, unspoken minority at the I time. Thought. Try not to go into spoilers, but right. it, it spoke to people. Whereas the, the niche of what, where the water tastes like wine touches doesn't have that same effect, nor does it have anything as close to a strong hook. In its design from what I've read, yeah
3: I...
0: yeah, it's very it's very, very specific, like I like like that style of folksy American lore kind of thing, but that's I like that because I studied that in college, i mean that's <laughs> i don't I don't expect very many people to have that particular interest,
2: yeah i I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of weird games that sell, though. Like, I'm yeah. <laughs> like, there's a lot yeah. of stuff that I'm just like, I don't even know. Uh, I don't know how this ended up catching on. Um,
0: dating pigeons.
2: There you as go. Samuel,
0: as Daniel ha- mentioned, ha-
2: had a full boyfriend.
1: Um,
0: I'd that you know was the name first
1: name. kind of thing that took that. Like, there was already Goat Simulator, which took over Simulator and put a goat oh, on God. it. God, yeah. But nothing that... really put animal and dating sim at the time.
2: Yeah, and I guess if you were, if there have been many of them now, you probably don't hear about them, um, and and that's also kind of what I was saying too when I was like, you can't do that in twenty eighteen is You can't just choose like the. I'm going to tell this specific story and then market it based on that, and people are going to buy it. Like it kind of has to have something that's a hook. Um, like for example, what was that? What was that uh, game you were playing, Rebecca? That Ma- Michael Owens told you to play. I can't. I can't. Uh,
0: remember. Oh, a uh, Doki Doki Literature Club. Yeah,
2: <laughs> like that game catches on because it's freaking ridiculous, <laughs> and it catches on more than any of the other fifty million like uh, what what I don't the uh, visual novels that people play. Like it caught on but way more than any of those.
1: It because it also does something interesting. It has its own lore. It creates the cult of the know where people who are in the know are like sharing it to feel like to to aid that kind of sense of superiority on knowing something before you do bo- and trying to gauge your reaction to it because yeah. it's kind of out of there and also because it has there's you know it's almost an ARG
2: yeah I, I think it's I think that's what I meant though is like you know that game kind of stood out on that and I don't know that well, the water tastes like wine ever showed anything that said it was going to stand out like that. <laughs> uh, I went back when I was writing it. I tried to watch some of like the trailers and whatnot. And it was like, oh, so they marketed this game with a skeleton walking across the United States. OK, that tells me nothing about what I should be interested in about this game. <laughs> um it it they never showed off what the gameplay was like or anything like that because I'm pretty sure it's probably just visual and or, or you're just listening to people do things. I don't know, Rebecca, you can confirm or
0: it's a, it's kind of a puzzle game. Yeah, kind of. A, so, Ish.
2: yeah, I I I don't really know what you would do with that. It's kind of like when I was really confused about people getting hype about The Witness. Like I was like I would I don't know it it looks pretty. It doesn't seem like you do very much in this game. Um, so I don't know. I, I mostly just brought this up as a, as a way of just having a conversation about it because I think it'll be very interesting moving forward, how indie games really do catch on. Cause I'm worried about games that you guys talk about that you like that E3 or anything like I worry about the Darwin project. Like every, every time you guys bring it up, I'm like, Ooh, I hope it catches on, but I don't know. Uh, <laughs> it's got some problems. Yeah, like, you know, I mean, we'll it's always a we'll see with things, but I feel like there has to be a way without it becoming like Silicon Valley where it has to be because somebody props a game up for a good enough time for it to actually catch on. But there has to be a way that people can kind of get in, get in on the ground floor and actually stick without having to spend so much money or or having to go and, like, basically travel all over the country. And, you know, maybe they should start traveling all over the world um, to try to sell things to people. Um, That was just as an aside. I read something earlier that um, I think something like 16, something between 16 and 20% of Steam players are in uh, China. And so they were saying, like, indie games should do more to actually support the fact that if you put things out in simple Chinese um, as a translation, that people will buy it. And one of the people that spoke up on that was um, the makers of Celeste, who said that this past month they, or like this past week, they were like twenty percent of the people who bought the game. So like, just stuff like that is like, yeah, make your game available to people. Make your game available to as many people as you can. And maybe not choose as niche of a thing as talking about like the struggles of being in middle America. I don't know. I, I or I don't I don't know what the game is about.
0: That's not what,
2: the, what it's about. It's a game. That's
0: know. what wine <laughs> in the woods
2: is about. Okay. Wh <laughs> where the water tastes like wine is vignettes, I know that. I was just joking, but uh, I don't know. Like there are ways to market games, there are ways to make games available to people. And I think having a way to make Indie games available to larger groups of audience will help. It still doesn't solve the marketing problem, as as Daniel and you all have learned. But
1: out. not only that, like how how many people can afford translation for simplified Chinese, and two, how many of those twenty percent of Chinese people are playing PUBG, which is the majority of PUBG players in general, like a million people. Yeah, but I mean,
2: if if the number two of your purchasing base are people who bought it in simplified Chinese, like you it doesn't matter to you how many times they play it. As long as they don't return it,
1: you still got paid.
2: No, uh, I'm saying,
1: like, <laughs> the majority of that 20%, like, 10% are just playing one game. And Celeste can c- afford to do that because not only were they successful, but the game is built in for speedrunning. running, Where yeah. it, there's a not unnoticeable region of people speedrunning games in China and Japan.
2: hmm yeah, I don't know anything about speed run, So I thought it was cool that it was there. but um, Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Uh, but anyway. It's also I, what a Summer Games Done Quick. Uh, but yeah, so I, I just thought that was an interesting idea that Epic Games CEO brought up about what they think the future is. Um, obviously, that's not what everyone thinks. But um, I like Rutkowski said, I think most consumers would enjoy it. Um, and then I was just curious what you guys thought on how it could affect uh, indies elsewhere. So with that being said, Daniel George, tell the people where they can find you.
1: You can find me on Twitter at it's Daniel George. You can find me on apptrigger.com. You can find me at survivingtrival.com. Survivor Ghost Island, it's good. They hit the merge. Yay. Uh, you can also find me on twitch.tv slash degenerator. Probably play... I'm not sure if Hulk, a.k.a. Maddie B, a.k.a. Uh, tall Man. <laughs> I for, I could come up with another nickname. Uh, my streaming partner for Divinity Original Sin 2 will be back on Thursday. If he is, we'll be playing Thursday night, 10 p.m. Eastern Time. Week 10 of Divinity Original Sin 2. If not probably some slave spire runs on twitch.tv slash degenerator all right
2: and rebecca valentine tell the people where they can find you
0: apptrigger.com as always on twitter at doug valentine and now as of last week at imore.com i-m-o-r-e writing about nintendo switch stuff
2: Oh, iMore is branching out. They they really used to only cover Apple stuff, but now they we'll
0: do. It's, it's part of a larger network called Mobile Nations, and ah, they want to start okay. doing more gaming stuff. And they basically have like a VR site, an Android site, and a Switch site, and or in a an Apple site, and they like split up PS4, Microsoft, and Switch covers between the three in a oh, strange way. Gotcha. <laughs> it ended up working out, so you know.
2: Cool. Good. Uh, and uh, Mr. Rodakowski, can you tell us where to find you?
4: Yeah, I am uh, Monte World Peace on Twitter. And you can also find the stuff I write on Fansided. I actually had something go up on AppTrigger for the first time in a while uh, last week. So that, that, that was exciting and happy. I'm very happy about that. And I guess I'm also on Twitch at Monte World Peace and I'm trying to start streaming more. So we'll see how that goes.
2: Gotta tell people about your quest to the Wolfhawk.
4: Yes. I will do that.
2: And you all can uh reach me at G O T M A B Two One on Twitter. You can follow the show at Screen Looker Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, and you can follow every now and then I do streaming for the show on Twitch. Um but other than that I host the other streamers' Twitch. So uh (laughs) you can find us there too. Um, for any Audio that you would like to find, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, Anchor, Google Play, all of your, all of your favorites were there. Um, and then you can also um, reach out to us if you have any thoughts on tell us what you think about the future of video games, whether it be related to uh, what the Epic Games CEO said or related to indie games in particular, what you think the future of the industry may be there at screenlookerspod looker, screen at gmail.com and with that being said I leave you with this from Metro 2033 even in dark times we cannot relinquish things that make us human thank you